This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So here's an idea. You don't need more bins and baskets to declutter your home. That's hard, hard one for me to grasp. I love bins and baskets. Decluttering comes up so often in women's goals in Flow 365. Happens pretty much every Monday. And we talk about planning for the week all the time and what it looks like to declutter and what the next step of a project is because this this whole concept weighs on women probably, I think, more than our male counterparts. And there was this one week a couple weeks ago where three women and their course, because they teach a course together, literally kept coming up. And I was like, who are these women? I have to go check them out. I'm always referring to Marie Kondo. Some of the things I love, some of the things I'm not so sure about. But um, these women, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go check it out. So I went and checked them out. I now refer to them as the decluttering ladies because they kept coming up. And you're going to love them. They're hysterical. So the three of them are Cass um, Arson, Dana White, and Dawn Madsen. Dawn could not be on the show because apparently she lives a very full life with chickens and homeschooling kids um, and was having a busy morning. Um, but Cass and Dana were there, and we just have a fascinating conversation about decluttering. The most key takeaway for me was that decluttering is really about getting stuff out of our homes. My husband's probably laughing if he's listening to this because for me, sometimes decluttering is getting things down to the basement. Um, but an organizing is sh really shuffling stuff from space to space. So if you start with organizing or try to do both at the same time, it just doesn't work. So the, a lot of what the gist of this episode is about is about how to get the stuff out. And it's really, really enlightening. And I just wanted to air this now because I think it's such a good time of year to do this. I think often we think of cleaning as a spring thing, but I find that both before the holidays and actually as I'm starting a new year, there's so much, there's so many wins in decluttering. And in fact, in a few days, we're heading into Make December Matter. If you don't have your ticket or you haven't purchase that as a class, definitely go check it out at makedecembermatter.com. And we're not talking about decluttering so much there, but we are covering feng shui and how 
your the energy of your space can literally affect your experience in life. And so I think this is really important because I think for many of us, we think of decluttering as this chore. So whether it's that you start to just think of it in a new way, or you just tune into this conversation and really understand how just take the energy of these two women because I got excited about decluttering after this conversation and I implemented so many of the things and I'm really actually excited personally to dive into their class in the new year. So with no further ado, let's just get them on the show. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to have not only two, I mean, not only one, but two guests here today. We were going to have three, so it was going to be like a really full house, but we have two amazing humans today, Cass and Dana. And welcome, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hi, thanks Thanks for having having us. Oh my gosh, so fun. So I don't even know if you guys know the full story of why I reached out to have you here, but basically, so you know, our programming is all about helping people follow through. And we're thinking holistically around food and lifestyle and spirituality and entrepreneurship. So we're thinking through the whole picture. And decluttering comes up a lot as people's goals. So we're always setting up 90 day goals, and we have different ways to help people follow through on them. And you're just people kept buying your course and like using that as a way to like follow through on certain aspects of decluttering their thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to get these people on the show because clearly they have something to offer and it would be so fun um, to have you here and introduce you to our bigger audience. So that is why you were here. You came up on a number of sort of you were we every week we we share what our sort of three big rocks are for the week and the three things we're working on. And you all just kept showing up in people's three big rocks. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that makes me happy to hear. Yeah. So that here you are. so happy. Hi. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. This is exciting. Oh my gosh. So let's think about where we're going to go with this. So let's, can we start off with, I mean, all of us have something and I think you're going to say, including you, um, all of us have these like pieces of our home that we want to like work better or not have as much stuff or we just wish they would go away. Maybe I don't know. And so I feel like this idea of of decluttering and organizing, it, it can weigh kind of heavily, especially if you're a woman balancing motherhood and m- m- running a company and sometimes managing our parent or helping our parents and just all the things, our food, like all the different things. And in my own personal life, I have to admit, I'm somewhat of a minimalist, but those things, I don't know, they're just not always the things I want to spend my time on. So will you talk to us a little bit about just how you see just this whole idea of organizing and decluttering, like how you see it weighing on women almost? And let's, let's start there. Yeah, there's there's big expectations placed on women. There's big and, and things have changed. We there's very rare now that you can have a single income household. And so there's so much pressure to be an amazing mother and earn money and have a great career and keep your house clean and keep up on laundry and cut your sandwiches and just stupid butterflies for your kids lunch like what is happening there was already pressure before and now like social media just adds more pressure to be amazing in every single aspect and we can't juggle that many balls and for me i felt for a long time that i was dropping all the balls like there was no area of my life where i was adulting well and it was frustrating it was it was embarrassing 
and um, I felt like a failure. It really, the state of my home was really crushing my self-esteem for a number of years. Interesting. I think, you know, when you talked about those things, you kind of put them together. I did not put them together in the beginning. And that was part of the problem. I didn't realize, I knew that my house was a disaster. I knew my house was embarrassing. I knew that my house was the thing that I couldn't seem to figure out and conquer. I did not realize that it was because I had too much stuff. Like I kept thinking I've got to get organized. That's something I'm going to tackle. Like I've tackled other things in my life, lives. I was about to say lives, life <laughs> at some point in the future. Okay. So like that, that was what I thought I needed to do instead um, as I kind of hit rock bottom and just said, I can't, I can't do this. I don't know what's wrong with me. I thought I was kind of giving up by just saying, I'm going to get stuff out of my house. I'm going to declutter. And then someday I'll organize. And I did not know the impact that that would have. I didn't know that it was the stuff that was significantly contributing to me feeling overwhelmed, to me not being able to do you know, the things in my house that I wanted to do, which then kept me from doing the things I wanted to do, you know, as far as like having people over and stuff like that. So, um, the decluttering is the thing that made me go, okay, oh, I can do this. I can handle my house now. I call it my clutter threshold. It's the point at which I only have what I personally with my personality and whatever I'm going through right then can keep under control easily. And so, once I hit that clutter threshold, it was like, oh, that's when everything changed. And that's when I started to get it, which is another reason why I'm like, just start decluttering. And as you declutter, you'll figure a lot of this stuff out, you know, as opposed to having to, because I didn't understand in the beginning. And I, and so many times I work with people who don't believe me, you know, and so I'm like, well, just go ahead and start decluttering. And then you'll start to get it. You'll start to understand as you go. I love that. And I want to get to some of what that could look like for people, but I have one more thing that I wanted to hit on first because from something that you just shared. So, so every once in a while we open up these calls to our our bigger audience. And, you know, I just expect that we'll we'll be a little bit more at the surface. Like we go really deep with clients, obviously, but it's a little more surface sometimes when it's public. But a few weeks ago, there was this such brave, amazing woman. And we weren't even talking about decluttering. The whole framework of the call was around motherhood. And she shared that, you know, what was really getting in the way of her showing up as the mother she wanted to be was that her house was such a disaster and she couldn't support her kids in the way that she wanted to because she couldn't invite the friends over that she wanted to for her kids. And it was just like, you know, like all, all I wanted to do was just like go over because I'm sure it wasn't as bad as even we think. But will you talk a little bit about that, about the shame, about like, about the process of like, you know, because I feel like a lot of times, so so both the shame, but then also as we start this process, I know one of what one of all of you all's belief is, is around the time it takes and that this isn't a quick fix. It's not like one morning you're going to wake up and be like, I'm going to declutter and it's going to take me 30 minutes. Like, it's not like that. It's a, it keeps going. It's a practice. So how do we, how do we live (laughs) with clutter while decluttering? Like, will you talk a little bit about that piece of it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can jump on it. 
there there is so much shame not only not having people over, but our clutter can stop us from having fun because we're not going to go apple picking this weekend because we should be dealing with our house. or we're not going to go do this fun thing because we should be doing this. But we're so overwhelmed. We have this all or nothing mentality that we put it off till the perfect time. We're going to wait till we can take the week off work or have an entire weekend dedicated to doing it. And then we're stuck in this loop, this constant cycle. And the great thing about us working together is we squash that myth immediately. That's a lie that we're telling to ourselves. The way you dig yourself out is five minutes at a time. And we don't make a huge mess. You don't pull everything and sort one pile into 10 million tiny piles. This is about progress. This is about What can you do right now in five minutes? Get up, grab a trash bag, grab a donatable donation box, and find some things to leave your home. Yeah. I think Dana does this best. (laughs) Well, so, so when you say, when you tell this story, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me is you saying, it's probably not that bad. And I come in as the person who I'm like, sometimes it is that bad. Mm. Like it is. And, and I'm not saying like, oh, she should feel this way. I'm just saying I legitimately was that bad. And so when people would say things like, oh, it's probably not that bad. I'm like, actually it is like, I'm scared to let you in because you, you will think things about me, you know? And so I, where we come in, like Cass said, is with the five minutes, the real strategies, because so many times it feels like the world or experts are saying, you can do this, but I'm like, and yet how, how do I do this? So that's what we three, Don, Cass, and I have figured out independently and then came together and are like, this is how you do it. Like th- this is, there is real help out there. And I know it feels like I'm selling our course, but I mean, like all three of us have free, which I I mean, I am because I see like such incredible value in it, but all three of us have, have free, they have millions of YouTube videos. You know, (laughs) I don't, but I have a lot, you know, that it's like, it's all out there, but we put it together in this step-by-step, this is what you do. And I, I think it's really important for people to know there's hope because when because sometimes it can feel like, oh, you have no idea. We have an idea. We've actually been there. Like we legitimately have been there and we know it's possible to change. We know what it takes to change. And that's what we're going to talk you through. And, and so many, like you said, it's a practice. It is a practice. It's a digging out. And then the maintaining is a practice. And so we talk about all of those things and we teach all of those things because one of the things that I have found that surprised me, because, you know, I started out in 2009, just sharing my story, never intending for anyone to ever take any advice from me on their home. Like that was (laughs) ridiculous. You know, like if you would have told me I was going to write books and teach about this, ridiculous, you know, anyway, but the thing that surprised me when I would share you know, spaces that had gotten messy again. And, you know, just the reality of that is people would say that actually gave them more hope than just seeing an after picture and being like, okay, yeah, yes, after pictures are inspiring, but the real life 
it gets messy again. And guess what? This time where it took me three hours the last time, this time I just worked through the three first three decluttering steps and it was better in 10 minutes, you know, and it was like back to what it, but before my natural assumption was, well, it's back to being messy. I failed. It's going to be that much time again. Who, whoever wants to do that, you know, right. so it's like people get more hope from the realistic. This is a lifelong thing. You are never done decluttering. I thought I would be done decluttering it. Well, point. and you all, before we press record, you all yeah. shared that, I mean, here you are, like you teach this amazing course and I am going to get some strategies out of you before the end of this, but you teach this amazing yeah. course and you admitted that you're not perfect at all, right? Like today, like you're teaching people and you're not perfect. So do you want to talk a little bit about, about that? Like, I mean, it's still, and actually before you do that, I have one other thing, which is that I think the reason that I wanted to point that out to the person on the call was because as you have noticed in your community, like there's so many, like there's, I don't, there's probably not a woman who doesn't feel insecure about her home in this day and age, unless for real, she has help and isn't working. I mean, you know, like you need a lot of things stacked in the right order to not to like feel like it's perfect. Like I I haven't met one person who feels like their home is perfect. So we're all kind of in the same boat. And that's kind of what what I wanted what I wanted to offer was like people could come into a messy house. Um because we're we all have yeah. messy houses. And yet to know that if you are not willing to let people in because you're like uh, what you're saying is messy is probably not what I'm actually right, dealing you with. Can, you there's have, real there's, hope yes. to get it. So it's a balance there. It's like yes. real progress that then got me to the point of realizing, oh wait, this is a legitimate challenge for so many people. So I'm willing to let people in, but I also have the tools to do what I need to do to be able to be willing to let people in. Yes. It's like this this balance I love that. thing. I love that. And we want to. I feel, I feel insecure all the time. Because can I just say, people have such insane expectations of what an organizing expert or professional organizer's home should look like. Like it's some Pinterest magical thing, right? I have an HGTV show where I org, right? I I have four best-selling books. I should have my house together. I don't fold clothes. No, I do not fold. Listen, yep. I'm decanting nothing. Uh, my house does not look Pinterest perfect, but it's tidy all the time. And for mm. me, it's about function. Function comes first. I need to find good enough homes where I can toss things away from across the room, but have it go where it needs to land. But it doesn't look like the expectation because I'm going to be honest with you, that isn't attainable and realistic for 90% of families out there. So if you're trying <laughs> to copy something and put your crayons into rainbow colors, it's some people can nail that and do it and that's great for them. But for the majority of us, that is just pretty staging. That isn't real life. We don't buy our snacks based on what colors they're in. You know, the packages <laughs> come in. Sorry. It, I'm not going to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then it's yeah. beautiful and I love it. And it's something that it, it, but it can make you feel really bad about yourself if you can barely manage to put the groceries away. Yeah. And one thing that we definitely it. know to be true is that the second you feel bad about yourself, action is like pretty much impossible, right? Like, so it's so hard yeah. to take action if you feel bad about yourself. Go ahead, Dana. Well, and if that's the goal that you're working toward and 
you achieve it for five seconds and then life <laughs> happens and it totally goes back. You're like, what? I'm not able to do this. Like, yeah. this is what the experts here. I got to get my things within the frame. My, the experts are saying is an organized home. I did that. It, you know, so, so part of that here is, you know, I am big on decluttering and clutter threshold, like accepting how you are, what you personally can handle. The way you figure that out is to get rid of stuff until the point where you realize I can do this. Cass has her organizing styles that she teaches. Like she has studied and embraced. We're all different. Hmm. These are ways to have an organizing style that works for you. And when you start to realize that and you go, Oh, okay. How I am is okay. I just have to do things in a way that works for my personality and my brain. Because if I don't, I'm fighting a losing battle, you know, and, and that's what I was doing before is I was fighting a losing battle. And that's so hopeless. And to know that how I am is okay. I just have to figure out how to do things in a way that works for me. That's, that gives okay. tons of hope. So for someone's like, I'm going to go check out this course, but like, I'm really motivated and I'm on my walk right now. <laughs> so what can I go home and do? Yeah. What would you tell them? Like, what's a good starting point for someone who has just, you know, been putting this off and off and off. And I, th I think it might even be worse right now because I think a lot of us had this idea in our head that during the pandemic, even that would be like, we were home and so we could do all these things. And yet we were dealing with so many other things and I know for myself, I had that whole myth in my head and then it was literally the last thing, you know, now three years later, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I can't believe we're saying three years later, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what well, would you and say I think part of that is, go ahead. Yeah. You could work all day. Like I felt, and that was me before is I was like, I'm working on my house all the time and it doesn't look any better. Well, the things you can do right now are declutter start. I mean, I, we have different ways that we go about this. I know Cass is really big on the bedroom. I'm big on starting the most visible area so that you see the fruits of your effort. If you start in a random closet, sh top shelf of a random closet, you're going to finish. And then you're going to still look around your house. It's not going to look any better. So start for me, it's start in your entryway, throw away trash because that's not overwhelming. Like, even if you think there's no trash, look for it anyway, because it's going to start to help your brain process what's in there, like what you're actually dealing with. And then the steps of the decluttering, you know, I have a five-step decluttering process from my books. And that is the decluttering system that we use that helps you make progress so that at any point you get overwhelmed, you get distracted, life happens, you can step away and you've only made progress and you've never like set yourself up for, Ooh, well, I okay, I did something, but now I've got to do five more hours to actually finish it. No, it's better. We've better is good. What would you say? And can Kat? we talk about what, this is what we have to say. Decluttering is not tidying and decluttering is not organizing. Decluttering mm. is removing things from your home and stop. And this is where yep. and why so many people are struggling and failing. It's because we're stuff shuffling. We're tidying. We're putting this mm -hmm. into this room or shoving this into a closet or cramming our spaces full with the intention that someday we'll get organized. Here's a truth that no one wants to hear. Organization takes up more space 
than sh- just shoving it in a closet. To truly get organized, you are go- it's going to take up more space. So we have to declutter first, which means we have to remove things from our home. And the best way to start is trash. I call it trash bag therapy because it's therapeutic. You grab a bag and you look for old receipts, scrap paper that can go, expired medication, expired food. I guarantee there's salad dressings right now in your fridge that need <laughs> to leave. You have them. Cass, and so Cass, I we just did something. Like just did something. I was pantry. I had worked in my pantry. And then I went to go get beef broth. I was like, oh, I've got a lot of that. It was all expired. All of it. So my husband's like, what are you doing? Well, I'm pouring this out. And I'm like, could I say, could I do the research and say, maybe it would still be good? And I'm like, I'm not willing to use it tonight. I'm getting rid of it. You know, and it's like, we all have it. We all have that kind of stuff. It happens. Okay, so and trash. It feels scary. We start with trash because mm-hmm. decluttering it does not come naturally to us. It feels wrong on a fundamental level. And I feel like that's yep. because biologically, we are hunters, we are gatherers. It feels good to acquire. We've spent our money on things. And now we're supposed to let it go. Eh. Then we have to deal with the feelings of wastefulness, of wasting the money in the first place, of not being in control of our life enough to get organized. It's uncomfortable, but it's supposed to be. And so starting with Mm -hmm. trash is like dipping your toe in the water. And what we call this is building your decluttering muscle, taking pride. Every trash bag that leaves you like, oh. That felt good. My house looks better. I've made progress. You feel good about yourself. And it changes this from a negative, I got to do housework and clean my house too. This makes me feel good about myself. Mm. And that and you mindset feel successful. shift, yeah. you feel successful. And that's the mindset yeah. shift you need in order to have the momentum to keep going, to constantly feel motivated to do it. We have to have it feel good. I love it. Okay. So you would take one area and do the trash or like all the visible areas, like one by one and do the trash, like with each, like. There's no wrong way. Okay. Um, I, I personally would start in one area, work on the trash and then start working through the five decluttering steps. The next step is easy stuff. Anything that has an established home somewhere else in the house go ahead and remove it because you're removing things until you get down to the hard stuff. But as long as you're like, I know there's hard stuff in here and it's all kind of mixed in with other stuff, then it just all feels like this big ambiguous pile of difficult decisions. So you're removing all the easy decisions first until you're actually seeing what you're really truly going to have to make decisions about. And then the rest of the process works you through those decisions. Um, But there's no wrong way. If you want to go through the whole house, your house is going to be better for doing that. And here's what we're not doing. We're not sorting. We're not sorting. We're not putting things into tiny piles. This is the death of progress. You are Mm. just hunting like an Easter egg hunt. Think of it as like, it's Easter morning. I'm looking for trash, right? I'm not making a mess. I'm not doing that. And with Dana's no mess method, when we're putting things back, we're not organizing it. Yes, you found us random spice. We're not organizing your spice jar. We're throwing it in there because that's where it goes. The organization comes at the end when everything's been decluttered, when everything's put away, and when your house feels like every room can be tidied in under five minutes, that's when you know it's time to graduate to the next step, which is this more like 
pretty baskets and everything lined up and organized, that does not come first. If that is your nature, you're trying to sort and do that first, that's why you're failing. Interesting. Okay. So I'm just thinking of a call that we just had where a woman had her bedroom and she was trying to um, clean like her, her thing for the week is she just wants to clear off this one shelf. And so, so I can see like the trash comes off. I can see you take the things off and you go put them in the places. And it's interesting because I already saw how she got stuck. The second she went to go put a set of things in a place, she wanted to organize that next place. So like, I can already see how that gets you stuck. And then if the goal is to just like get rid of the bookshelf, the next, the next steps are all about making choices about the things that are left there. And, but you're choosing whether you want the, is it, is the choice just, do I want them or I don't want them? What's the choice there? No, we don't ask, do I want them? Because that's an, an ending question. It's okay. very ambiguous. I want everything that's in my house. Oh, like, me that's too. Me, that's my personality. I love that that's not the question. So, <laughs> right. So we don't, we don't ask that question. Instead, we ask, where would I look for this first? Okay. Oh, so that's an instinct-based question. question. It's not, it's not where should it go. It's not, and it also doesn't depend on me assuming that it would be in the first place where I look for it. I don't have that trust in myself yet. So instead I'm saying, where would I look for this first? And I take it there now. Now, like you said, she went to another place. It She ended up distracted. The beauty of if you are taking it there now, if you're acting on this immediately, even if you get distracted, you have not made your space any worse. You've still made progress. But to keep from getting distracted, we're going to say everything is about things having a real place in my home so that they can be put away, right? So Mm -hmm. that it's not a disaster. It's not piles. So as I take it there right now, all I have to do is say, I, this space needs to be organized. Okay. Well then at some point it's going to have to be decluttered, right? So I'm going to remove something from this space that is ideally trash or a duh donation. Like it's going to go straight in the donate box. I'm going to remove something from this space to create the space for me to put this item in there, in this place where I would look for it first. Sometimes that means I go, oh, wait, I don't want to get rid of any of this stuff for this. This can just go, you know I mean? Like, but it has to have a real place and it forces that actual real decision by acting on that. Because if I I am living in this ambiguous world of Oh, I would look for this first in such and such place, but I'm not looking at that space right now. I can just set it aside. And then for one thing, it may be days or weeks or months before I ever come back. And then I have to remake all of these decisions because I just put it in a pile. But I'm also not facing reality because so many times I assume what a space is like or where something's going to go. And I, I, don't actually know. But when I get there, I face reality and I create this space for it, you know, by removing something for that. And then I removed that trash or dead donation, which my trash bag and my donate box are back at the space I was decluttering. So it takes me back there. Um, Ooh, that's but good. the other thing I wanted to say too, was what, where I kind of land in this process is even if you just get decluttered, your space is so much more organized than it ever was before. Things are in the place where you look for them first. Isn't that the goal? Right. And right. so even if you're like, I get it decluttered and I don't have the time or the money or the space or in my brain or whatever to do, you're, you're experiencing the benefits of what you always wanted when you thought you needed to be organized. And then 
you maybe live with it for a while and you're going to have so much more understanding that is going to inform your organizing choices Yes, oh when gosh, you I get to that. that point. So it's like, even though you may not have gotten there yet, you are experiencing the benefits of a space that's under control just by decluttering. And can you explain what happens? So I feel like there's some teachers who have taught to take everything mm -hmm. out and maybe put it in bins or like just take it all out mm -hmm. first. I won't use names. But anyway, we know that this is a thing. Um, what well, happens to our brain in that situation? Like when we're when we're having to do that much at once, especially considering we serve the same people who are balancing kids and all yeah. the different things. Well, and here's what I want to say is. If that works for you, that's exactly what you should be doing. Like I know Cass, she can't stop until she's done. I can Got totally it. stop. Like <laughs> I'm going to stop, you know, like it's yeah. just going to happen. I And so here's what happens to your brain is you pull everything out of that space. This is what I used to do because I thought that was how you had to declutter. I would pull everything out of the space and when it's empty, it looks amazing, right? Like yeah. it's empty and I go... <gasps> And then I turn around and I'm immediately overwhelmed. And those two feelings of, oh, it's an empty space and all oh, these decisions I'm going to have to make. It, it's just like, it's so overwhelming. It makes me feel defeated before I get started. All that stuff now that used to be inside the space and I kind of sort of knew where to shift and look for something is now out all over the counter or the floor or whatever. And it's like, when I get distracted and I step away, my house looks worse than it yes, did before. Yeah, I love and that. And then I think, what is the point of me doing this? The other thing that would happen is I would either live with it all over the floor for a month, you know, which is how I would roll, you know, but or I would then life is going on and oh my goodness, this stuff has been sitting out and I would shove it all back into the space because I was like, that's all I can do right now. Right. And so I would shove all that stuff in and then, and then waste the it time. was like, yeah, yeah, it was, it, it just felt like I was never actually making progress. But yeah. like Cass said, decluttering is getting stuff out of your house. And once something is out of your house, you never have to think about it again. And there's so much value. If you're talking to women, moms, I, I mean, there's so much value in deleting things to think about from your brain. And that's yes. what decluttering it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting it out means I never have to make any decision ever again about yeah, that. I love, can, we, I, can we? Yeah, go ahead. I want to talk about something just for a second too, that people don't realize. Did you know most people who struggle with disorganization are perfectionists? Which is like you'd think somebody who's has that perfectionist mindset would then therefore have a perfect house. But the opposite is actually true mm. because there's so much expectations about doing things the right way, the way we are supposed yeah. to do it. And you get in way over your head. So our advice is kind of like do it a little crappy. Let go. Let's just focus <laughs> on good enough. Yes, Today is it. about good enough. If we can get rid of the excess, if things are leaving our house, that's all that matters. And before you know it, your house feels perfect-ish because oh God, you've let that. go of the perfectionism. Yeah. Okay. And I have one more question and then we're going to, we're going to wrap up and figure out how to find this amazing course. Um, and actually what Dana just said totally triggered this in me because what's super interesting is um, when I 
first decided I was going to declutter our house, I was following a method (laughs) and I started with my closet and I actually did the thing that I guess you guys say that I think it was Don who likes to do it that way. Like I, I went all in, like I, I, I literally left vacation because I got this bee in my bonnet that this was just what I needed right now. I like left a vacation. I came home by myself. I have three kids. So I came home by myself for 24 hours and I did it. I took everything out. I felt so relieved looking at the empty closet. And then I turned around and I made a lot of choices and I brought all the bags to the donation. So like I was able to follow through on the whole process in that weekend. And I admit it felt amazing, like so amazing. But then I tried to keep going and like do the rest of my house and I could never recreate (laughs) the amazingness of that weekend where I was by myself. And I think one of the reasons is that everywhere in my house, except my closet, it's not only my stuff, right? And so I'm making choices for everybody else. So will you talk a little bit about that? Because I know there's people on the (laughs) listening who have that same issue and, and how that comes up. Yeah, this I know is our the most method, common question. It it is. And can yeah. I say that method actually clothes and books it is effective if you have yeah. the time. Every other air in your house next to impossible. Clothes yes. and books, do it. It works. It's great if you can. Yes. Everywhere else, nah. Yeah. Yeah. It this is funny because um you know, specifically the the subject of spouses, you know, it's it's different when you're dealing with your kids because you are the authority figure here, you know, so to that is a different dynamic. But when you are talking about um, the other adults who this is their home as much as it is yours, uh, you know, I know I, I just have this very distinct memory of like where we were sitting we recorded a podcast that's within the course uh, about this. And we didn't know what each other were going to say. Let's talk about spouses. <laughs> and I, we were all nervous because I was like, I feel very strongly about this. And we all had the same, we all had the same thoughts. And that is worry about your stuff first. Yes. And because you're doing things in a way where you're not having to do everything at one time, you are literally going item by item, making it better and better and better. It's possible to just worry about your stuff first, your stuff and neutral stuff first. And we cannot guarantee it because that's just not reality. But I'm telling you, I hear it from people all the time. They say, eventually, the other people living in my house started to experience what it's like to live in a house that is decluttered and their view of stuff started to change and they started getting rid of their own stuff. But even if they don't, your house will be better and more manageable just because you have dealt with your own stuff. And also let's just be honest. It is super easy for me to see why my husband's stuff is clutter. Like I look at it and I go, why would you have that? You know, like that doesn't make any sense. Like that shirt has a thousand, like an actual thousand holes in it, you know, and yet I put it in the trash and he pulled it back out and it was like, wait, what? This is years ago, you know? And it's like, but I also have, I have a pair of, I think I finally did get rid of them, but I have a pair of shorts that literally would fall to the ground. And yet I could not get rid of them because I had such a very specific unique time in my life memory associated with them, you know? So it's like, that's where we didn't even get into the container concept, but the container concept is like, you can keep anything. You just can't keep everything. Okay. So you have your favorite things in there first. And when you start to look at it that way, you go, oh, okay. It's not worth keeping 
falling apart shorts if that means I can't keep the ones I actually wear. You know, so it's like we get into all of that, but but ultimately it's do deal with your own stuff first and your house will yep. change. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's that lack of all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk a lot too about the resentment that comes with having a family when you feel like you're the only person making an effort and caring and and that mindset shift too, because it does no one wants to hear this, especially me, but it starts with me. It starts with me. And um always. And so I I was at the point where I was fighting constantly with my husband. I'm going to be honest. There was a point where I was like, listen, I feel so disrespected by the fact that I'm doing everything and you're not helping. I can't be married to you anymore. And now he helps out. He, I would say he even does more. And it wasn't because I nagged and it wasn't because I begged. And because the more I did that, the more he closed down. It was I changed. Yeah. I changed my attitude towards my home and housework and everyone else fell, followed suit, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And that is true for everything, food and money and all the things. <laughs> so take that in, everybody. All right. So this has been fabulous. And one of the other things that I didn't share with you all is that one of the things that was so, um, when I like logged on to see the course, was that you spend Saturdays every once in a while like being with people. And a, a big part of our programming is that, I believe we have to make this choice to make any change in our life ourselves. But this idea that we have to do it alone, like baffles me. And there's like nothing stronger than a village of women to do anything that feels hard. So I love that you guys weave that in. So will you just tell us a little bit about the program and how we can find it? We'll put all the links in the show notes, of course, to find all of you all and follow your free stuff as well. But tell us about the course and where to go to get there. So it's at takeyourhouseback.com and it is a all-inclusive course that you can do on your own pace at your own timing. Um, There are modules and uh, lessons, you know, to work through. So you could go in, you could watch, you could spend the next two days watching everything. Although I don't know that there's only... I think there might be more content than would fill up two days now. But um, what what happens is there's the course itself where we talk you through the whole process. But then we also do uh, question and answers because we know there's always like, wait a minute, how do I apply that in this situation or that situation? And so the three of us will do question and answer sessions um, individually, and then we'll do some that are together. So all of those things are then uploaded into the course. So there's the content of the course, and then there's all this additional stuff that people tell us that they listen to while they're working just to have it, you know, going back through in their minds. And then also, like you said, I think it's three times a year, we do these all day declutters, which uh, Cassie, you want to talk about that and maybe the Facebook group? Yeah. So the Facebook group has thousands of other people who are like-minded, who are like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the crap. No more excuses. I'm taking my house back. And we are in there live with you, cheering you on. And then we do these all-day live declutters. So from eight until four, we are on with you as your clutter coaches live, going space to space together as a group thousands of us together. And the energy is insane. And everyone's posting pictures of what they're letting go of. So you're feeling inspired and people are crying and I'm crying. And it's just this (laughs) incredible, it's true. It's this incredibly empowering day. 
that we spend together multiple times throughout the year. And people say on this day that they've gotten rid of more than they have ever before in their lives. And it's because we're doing it as a community together. That's where the real power is. I love it. I love it. I mean, literally decluttering is such a big thing in our community that we host monthly decluttering days. <laughs> and we don't even teach about the decluttering piece, but just the second someone has space, like make space to do that with another mm-hmm. human who's not even in their house, right? Who's who's in another home somewhere. Um, it's amazing to see how that shifts things and really helps, yeah. you know, to like figure out where that book goes or whatever it is, whatever the choices yeah. are that are being made. Where would you look for it first? <laughs> I know, right? I love that question. Yeah. Where would you look for it first? That's going to be my new question. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you. And we're excited to meet the, the third wheel at some point. But thank you for being here. This yeah. was such a wealth of information. And again, all of the amazing, There's, I, I know that there's going to be a lot of resources from the show and they will all be in the show notes for everyone listening. Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes so you can take what you've learned and put it into action. Because here's the thing, in order to make change, we have to take action. But the thing is, is a lot of times when we're wanting change, it feels really big, the changes we're wanting. And what I have found over and over, the good news is, is that I have found that the little things really are the things that matter most and make the biggest difference. So after our conversations, we always choose three doable changes so that you can choose one of them and really make it work in your life. Fit it in, fit it into your days, make it work for you, all the different things, one thing at a time. Because if you do that consistently each week, one doable change, at the end of a year, you've actually integrated 50 things into your life. And once you've done them, you can choose whether you want to keep doing them or not, but it really gets you into action. It creates momentum. So here are three from my conversation today. Number one, try a trash purge. Grab a trash bag and pick an area to declutter. Just get rid of all the trash, old receipts, expired food, scrap paper, This is such a great place to start because you can practice getting rid of stuff without making a lot of decisions. Now, you could do this for a whole week and choose different areas. And when I heard this change, when I was having this conversation, I obviously hadn't tried it yet because I learned this from them, but I was like, oh my God, I so don't have trash around my house. That's absurd. And then the next day, I started seeing it everywhere. The receipts, like the box that I didn't, recycle the empty cream container on my bureau that I hadn't that hadn't made it downstairs and it has been really impactful so I love this doable change and I highly recommend it number two a five minute declutter session so grab a trash bag and a donation bin set a timer for five minutes so if you're doing this over the course of a week maybe you do this daily And just start filling your bag and bin. Don't organize. Don't overthink. Just see what can go out. Anytime you have five minutes, so it could even be multiple times in a day, just do another session and see where that leads you. Again, it's momentum, remember? All right, here's doable change number three. Focus on your stuff. It can be frustrating to deal with other people's stuff when you're trying to clear space. 
So really try to focus on your own. You can move other people's stuff to their space, but focus getting rid of your things, the things that you no longer want or need. It may take you a while, but others just may start to see stuff differently and start getting rid of their own. I have seen this strategy work over and over in my own house, but also with countless clients. So I highly recommend this one. When we start focusing on what other people in our households aren't doing, generally it takes us again out of action. So most of these doable changes are really about creating those momentum in our decluttering habits. All right. I hope you love these. I can't wait to hear which one you go with, and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 